Every day you encounter many different kinds of people. Some of them are very delightful. Some of them are very difficult. Some of them inspiring. Some of them irritating. Some of them are fascinating. Some of them are intimidating. See, the fact is that a lot of the problems that we have in life are just personality conflicts. We just do not get along with people. So in your notes, when your relationships are bad, life stinks. Life is miserable. You may have lots of money, you may have many opportunities, but if your relationships are bad, life stinks. So it's very important that we learn to get along. And James gives us some very practical advice today on how to relate wisely. The key verse is in James 3, verse 18. Those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So James says that every day in every relationship, you're planting seeds. What kind of seeds do you plant? Seeds of anger? Seeds of jealousy? Peace and confidence? Or seeds of insecurity? Seeds of kindness? You plant many different kinds of seeds, but in your notes, what you sow, you will reap. What you sow in your relationships, you will reap in your relationships. So how can I have peaceful relationships? How can I plant seeds of peace? Well, James says today, in your notes, we need wisdom. And we need to learn to be wise in the way that we act towards people. See, too often we treat people in very foolish ways, unwise ways. We provoke the exact opposite behavior, what we'd like to see. Today, common sense is not so common sense anymore. A lot of smart people today are just not too wise. People may be educated, but they really do not have wisdom. So James says three things in your notes about wisdom. Number one, James defines what real heavenly wisdom is. Number two, James then shows how it differs. Heavenly wisdom differs from human wisdom. Number three, James details how it operates. So look at James 3, verses 13 and 19. Who is wise, James says, and understanding among you? Let him show it. How? By his good life. By deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. Wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and evil of every kind. So James is saying that wisdom is a lifestyle. has nothing to do with your intelligence. has everything to do with your relationships, your character. Imagine James coming into our church today. He's asking, may I see the hands of everybody who is wise? If you're dumb enough to raise your hand, he would say, prove it, show me. Show me your wisdom by your lifestyle. Because wisdom is not a matter of what you say with your lips. It's a matter of what you live with your life. Wisdom is not a matter of words. It's a matter of works. It's not so much a diploma on the wall. It's the disposition that shows how wise you are. How well do you get along with other people? It shows how wise you really are. It's a lifestyle. Wisdom has more to do with character, with relationships than it has to do with education or intelligence. James says in your notes, lack of wisdom causes problems. Wherever there's jealousy and selfish ambition, 
there you see disorder and evil of every kind. So lack of wisdom causes problems, chaos, confusion. Do you have confusion in your home? Do you have chaos at work? Is your life a mess? What you lack, James would say, is wisdom. Look at James 3.17 again. Please read it with me together out loud. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So how do you know if you're wise? How many of you have taken an IQ test? Right? Raise your hand if you have had an IQ test. How many of you passed it? Today we're going to look at five-point wisdom tests. A five-point wisdom test that James gives. We're going to see how wise you really are. Number one, if I am wise, I will not compromise my integrity. If I am wise, James says, I will not compromise my integrity. Looking at James 3.17 again, wisdom that comes from heaven is what? First of all, pure. Pure means authentic. It's uncorrupted. James is saying that if you're wise, you're not going to lie. You're not going to cheat. You're not going to swindle anybody. You're not going to manipulate people. Why? Because all relationships are built on trust. You have to have integrity in your life. Dr. Leonard Taylor, who invented the lie detector, he tested over 25,000 people. He concluded people are basically dishonest. Two books in the Bible of wisdom literature. James is in the New Testament, Proverbs in the Old. We're going to look at both today. So look at Proverbs 10, verse 9. The man of integrity walks securely. That means he's not afraid he'll be found out. He says one thing over here, another thing over there, because he's speaking always with integrity. But he who takes crooked paths will be found out, James says. In your notes, no man who is good enough to memory to be an effective liar. No man has a good enough memory to be an effective liar. Eventually you're going to slip up. You're going to get caught. So you have to have integrity when you have confidence in your relationships. If I'm wise, I will not compromise my integrity, number one. Number two, if I'm wise, I will not antagonize your anger. I will not antagonize your anger. So look at James 3, 17 again. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is what? Peace-loving. Wise people work at maintaining harmony. They're not always looking for a fight. Wisdom is peace-loving, James says. If you're wise, you're not going to be walking around with a chip on your shoulder, daring someone to knock it off. Ever met someone like that? They always come arguing. They're always looking for a fight. They're very defensive. Well, James says that if you're smart, you're not going to antagonize people's anger. Look at Proverbs 20, verse 3, where Solomon says, Any fool can start arguments. The wise thing is that you stay out of them. Now, what exactly causes arguments in your family? Because if you're wise, you're going to know. Because only then can you avoid them. So let me give you three things that causes arguments. If you're wise, you're going to avoid these three things. In your notes, number one, comparing. You're just like so-and-so, or why can't you be like so-and-so? You're just like your mother. When I was your age, you're just asking for a fight. 
or maybe even my first husband or my first wife. But when you start comparing, you're asking for a fight. On the back of your notes, number two, condemning. Condemning causes anger. It's all your fault. You should be ashamed. Any statement that begins with a you lays on guilt. It brings on shame. One person said that you can bury America with a lot of little digs. Number three, the third cause of argument, contradicting. How do you like to be interrupted in the middle of your sentences? Because it can be irritating. A couple comes over and the guy says, on May 4th we went out fishing. Wife interrupts and says, no, no, it was May 3rd. So he continues, Bill and I. No, it wasn't Bill, it was John. Well, then John and I went fishing. No, it wasn't fishing, you went hunting. William James says in your notes, the secret of wisdom is knowing what to overlook. Wisdom is peace-loving. Look at Solomon says in Proverbs 14. If you stay calm, you're wise. But if you have a hot temper, you only show how stupid you are. How many of you have seen people in a hot temper looking pretty stupid? Raise your hand if you've seen people. How many of you have looked stupid yourself because you have a hot temper? Many of us have. If you want to be wise, number one, don't compromise your integrity. Number two, don't antagonize their anger. Number three in your notes, if I'm wise, I will not minimize your feelings. Third test is if I'm wise, I'm not going to minimize your feelings. Again, James says, the wisdom from heaven is considerate. And you know, considered in the Greek, epiakos means mindful. Mindful of the feelings of others. That's wisdom from heaven. There's often a mistake that we make here. Because we think that if you do not feel the way I feel, somehow your feelings must be invalid. They're just silly. But James says the wise people are considerate. They do not minimize other people's feelings. Your wife says it's too cold in here. You say, no, it isn't. It's too hot. Who's right? You both are. People have different body temperatures. Or I'm really depressed. Well, you shouldn't be depressed, but I am depressed. Well, you shouldn't be. Just don't be. But see, if I'm wise, I will not minimize your feelings. I am considerate. Look at what Solomon says in Proverbs 15. Kind words bring life. But cruel words, they crush your spirit. Too often when someone has expressed their feelings, we tend to belittle it. We ridicule it. Someone with half a brain wouldn't feel that way. But put downs. But if I'm wise, I will not minimize your feelings. Have you ever played that game at your house and you know my day can beat your day? Ever play that day, that game? Husband comes home at night. He's all worn out. He's tired. He starts to complain. The traffic was bad. Air conditioning broke at work. My boss got upset. The wife says, oh yeah? Junior dunked a cat in the toilet. Phone rang and the beans burned in the oven. Fact is, both had tough days. Wisdom is just being considered of the feelings of others. So you allow your spouse to be tired also. Don't say I'm more tired than you are. The reporter was asked, did you wake up grumpy this morning? He said, no, I let her sleep. If you care, you'll be aware. A new, mu- new husband had his wife preparing her very first meal. She said, my two specialties are meatballs and peach pie. She brings it over to the table. He says, 
Which one is this, darling? If I'm wise, I will not compromise my integrity. I will not antagonize your anger. I will not minimize your feelings. Number four, the fourth test question, if I'm wise, I will not criticize your suggestions. If I'm wise, I will not criticize your suggestions. A wise person can learn from anybody. He's not defensive. He's not stubborn. Just look at what James says again. Wisdom from heaven is submissive. And the word for submissive, epoitas, is only used one time in the New Testament. So, but submissive is really a poor translation. It literally means, in your notes, reasonable. Willing to listen and to learn. Reasonable. The RSV says, open to the suggestions of others. So are you a reasonable person? Can your kids reason with you? See, the Bible says that if you're wise, you're going to be open to suggestions. The unwise person says in your notes, don't confuse me with the facts. I've made up my mind, and I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Look at Proverbs 12, verse 15. That's the first time someone responded to that. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise, they listen to others. A man came up to the new pastor and said, I didn't like your sermon. The pastor said, well, tell me, what, what didn't you like? The man said, first of all, you read it. Second, you read it poorly. Thirdly, it wasn't worth reading. Another member heard this and said, I really felt bad for the pastor. So he said to the pastor, don't listen to old Jim. He's just repeating what everybody else is saying. <laughs> A wise person does not, number one, compromise his integrity. Number two, does not antagonize your anger. Number three, does not minimize your feelings. And number four, does not criticize your suggestions. Finally, number five, in the wisdom test, if I'm wise, I will not emphasize your mistakes. If I'm wise, I will not emphasize your mistakes. Look at James 3, 17 again, where James says, but the wisdom from heaven is what? Full of mercy and good fruit. Do you jump on people when they blunder or fumble the ball? When people stumble, do you say, good move, klutz? Do you use the people in your family as butts of your jokes? See, sarcasm in your notes. Sarcasm is really humor, but always at the expense of others. Do you save up your memories of other mistakes, hold them over and leverage? See, remember the time when you did that? Because in your notes, a very unwise person keeps bringing up the past. And James says, that's dumb. There's this guy who was telling his friend how his wife, whenever he did something wrong, she would become historical. The other guy said, you don't mean historical, you mean she becomes hysterical. No, 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 she becomes historical. She brings up everything I've ever done wrong. James says, wisdom. Wisdom is full of mercy. Looking at Proverbs 17, please read it with me together out loud. Love forgets mistakes. Nagging about them parts the best friends. So if you're wise, you're not going to rub it in. You're going to rub it out. You will not hold it over their heads. You forget it. When people stumble, they don't need your judgment. They need encouragement. Looking at James 2.13 where it says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. Wisdom is full of good fruit. It means kindness, kind action. So in conclusion, how do you rate yourself on this wisdom test? I want you to put an X on the line behind each one to rate yourself. 
So number one, I will not compromise my integrity. Number two, I will not antagonize your anger. Number three, I will not minimize your feelings. Number four, I will not criticize your suggestions. And number five, I will not emphasize your mistakes. Maybe you feel that you did not do very well on this test. So what do you do? Well, look with me at James 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously. See, God promises, if we ask him, to give us his wisdom. For knowledge, we can look around for that. But for wisdom, for wisdom, we must look up. Because wisdom is a gift from God alone. Looking at Colossians 2 verse 3. Please read it with me together out loud. Christ is the key that opens all the hidden treasures of God's wisdom. God's wisdom is all in one package. In your notes, God's wisdom is wrapped up in a person. And that person is Jesus. And you can have wisdom when you believe, when you trust in Jesus. So when you know Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, it also forgives. And that's so critical. You need healing. You need forgiveness in your relationship with God, in your relationships with other people. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross gives you his forgiveness. So James says, Jesus also gives you wisdom to relate wisely to other people. Through the hearing of God's word, through the receiving of the sacrament of the Lord's Supper today, you receive the gift of God's wisdom. Amen.